Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Um, I come from Hong Kong, and my work uh, is among the Chinese, among the Jewish people in London. Every time when I go and share my work in the Far East, uh, people ask me, "How's the weather like in Israel? Uh, how do you, how, what, what do Israeli people like?" And I tell them, no, I work in London. And my Chinese friends kind of puzzle why you work as a missionary to the Jewish people in London. In fact, that would be the question I ask God when I see him. Because when I first commit my life to Jewish mission, I was in my teens. And I was really heading to Israel. My dream was to be like John the Baptist, wearing a straw pants with my straw hat in the jungle of, in Israel to, to, share, to tell the gospel to the Jewish people. But God put me here in the UK, and I work in London. But I thank the Lord because now I realize, actually, there are more there are Jewish people. London it has the second largest Jewish people in Europe. And during the years, in the past years, I learned a lot about this group of people. And today I would like to share with you uh, something about what I learned in the past years. And I was thinking how to uh, focus my sharing. So I'm going to share with three points. When I was in Bible college, I was taught to learn to share in three points because people usually forget the four points. So uh, I'll stick to my three points. The first point I'd like to share is all by grace. our brother, when he led the singing, he mentioned about death, dying. And I think the hardest uh, uh, pain, the p- no, most painful experience or the hardest thing to, in life is to say goodbye. When I was a little girl, um, we, in school we have composition. And um, there's times I, I always get the prize. And my schoolmates ask me, Sarah, how did you get the prize to get the first, the best one in composition. And my mother died when I was six years old. So I always wrote about my experience, my feelings about the death of my mother. So I told my schoolmates, I said, if you want to get the first prize, you just write something, somebody died. <laughs> and, and my schoolmates couldn't do it because I always wrote it when, when I, but I didn't know that was the, the, the prize I got. But I learned something is dying was really painful experience. And later on, uh, my father passed away when I was 15. So what I learned is now I'm facing these people. They are people of suffering. Every time when I meet with a Jewish friend or a Jewish person, they always remember their suffering. And suffering, the problem of suffering is not easy. When they ask me the questions, sometimes there's no easy answer. So when I say, oh, by grace, I want to share something. Is recently, we just, I just finished my uh, Olympic outreach in London. And part of the outreach, apart from central London, we also go to Jewish areas. Uh, we do tracking, uh, we do book table, and we do door-to-door work. I want to show you something. Usually I show something when people are kind of falling asleep, but you're so awake, so I still have to show you, otherwise I would, my time would be gone. Now, I don't know if you know what is this. This is a mezuzah. And even after 2,000 years later, 
now, Jewish people still have this mezuzah on their doorpost. And if you read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 9, God commands them to put their, the word on the door, the doorpost, and still today they do it. So when we do door-to-door -door work, we know, when we see a mezuzah, we know it's a Jewish home. But uh, when I was in Stanford Hill, we go back to Stanford Hill during the Olympic outreach, and we were tracking, we were doing book table, and when I went back this time, I remember a story, and I want to share with you. Once I was in Stanford Hill at the big crossroad. I don't know how many of you have been to Stanford Hill area, where is the most uh, very ultra-Orthodox Jewish people, uh, the population is there. And I was trekking in the street, and I saw a Jewish uh, man. He was wearing a yarmulke, a kippah. And I saw he was very angry. He's running towards me and the traffic lights was red. And I know something is going to happen because he was so angry, he had almost fell down. So he ran towards me and he grabbed my tract, my bag of uh, gospel tract. But I was, um, I grabbed it, I took it back. And then he raised his hand, he wanted to hit me. So I ran to my colleague. But when I went to my colleague and his friends came to apologize, and he, they explained to me because he was um, in the camp before. And after the camp, he came out. What he meant was the Holocaust, the concentration camp. He suffered from mental problem. So all my colleagues were concerned about me that night. Uh, when I went home, a lot of phone calls. I wasn't, um, uh, I wasn't angry at this man. In fact, I felt very sad. Because I remember when he raised his arm towards me, I saw a number, a series of number tattoo on his arm, and you knew that it was because he was in the camp. And I knew that he was, his, I saw his face was so angry at me, and he kept shouting, you should not be here, you should not be here, this is our area. What he meant is, you Christians, you missionaries should not be here. That night, I think about the verse in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews and to the Gentiles. I heard this passage first many times, but that night it really hit me about Paul. He went back to his own people, and these people were angry. And I remember when I came, when I commit myself to Jewish mission or to missionary work, I was in my teens. I was only uh, 13, 14 years old. In fact, I was only 18 months old spiritually. And I thought with, to be a missionary, people will respect me, people like me. But it's not the same with Jewish people. They didn't like me, they didn't respect me. So, but I thought this is what Paul, he experienced. And I had to learn to what it meant by all by grace. Because I could understand the hatred, the suffering, this friend he had. And also another thing I thought, this masuza. This masuza is what Paul meant by the covenant. He remember Paul said the external covenant, but one day I will put this new covenant into your heart, Jeremiah 31, 31. And that's my work, that I share this gospel is all by grace. Even though they didn't like me, even though they don't like me, I still had to go out to them with the grace of God and to love them. So pray for me as I go out to these people that it's not 
when I first became a when I first commit myself to Jewish mission, it's completely different from my picture. I go to a people, they are full of suffering, they are bitter, they have a lot of questions. So pray that I may know how to answer their questions to, by the word of God, the new covenant, to share with them. The second point I'd like to share is um, all will be saved. Um, yesterday I was with um, some missionaries' friends for tea, and uh, I was a new beginner there. I mean, they were more experienced uh, missionaries, and uh, I, I don't think they knew about me. So one of them looked at me when, he, when she looked at the brochure, and she said, 30 years I've been in the world. And then I said, well, when I started the work, I was 18 months old. <laughs> I thank the Lord that I could be in the work when, when I wanted to be a missionary when I was young. Because even now, I look back, it was such a blessing. It was a real blessing that I can be with the Lord, looking to this great promise that all will be saved. I'm going to start with a little story about my father. Um, I mentioned about my mother, she died when I was six years old. My mother was a Buddhist, and every year I had to burn uh, because the ancestor worship. But when I became a Christian, I said to my dad, I could not do that anymore. And my father was very hurt because I was the only child. So I was the only one who, who could burn things and worship ancestors. And my father, when I told, her I couldn't, when I told him I couldn't do it, he was so hurt. And then I realized that my father needed the gospel. Why I say that? Because he was the one forced me to go to church. After my mother died, my father uh, began to go to church, but he went to church not for the gospel. He went there just for the company, the community, the friendship, because he also felt that when this girl, when I brought this little girl to church, she would be a good girl when she became uh, a lady. And that was true, though. He, he, he disassisted that. So I went with, her, with him, but I didn't know anything about the gospel until I came to become born again. But when I became a real Christian, a born-again Christian, I never thought about my dad until that day when I burned things to my, father, to my mother and I realized that my, fa my father needed the gospel. Now, that was hard to share the gospel with my father because he knew me inside out. I was the only child, I was spoiled, and I also didn't know that I had to change in many ways. And the Lord changed me during two years before he died, that he, I, need, I needed to be molded by him. Um, I want to share the good news is the day my father passed away, when I was 15, he became a believer that day. He was, he, I was in peace. I, I, I felt so relieved. Now that comes to the story why I say all will be saved. The Chinese translation, all Israel will be saved, usually they miss out the word Israel. That's the most important word, of course. The, usually the, the, the translation of Chinese, they say the whole household will be saved. That means my family will be saved when one day. Now for me, my family easy, only my dad. So when my father became a Christian, I'm done. All will be saved. Because my family, my father became a Christian, he was saved. What I'm saying is afterward, when I shared the gospel with my friends, with my colleagues, um, I, had no, I had not that same love as my dad. I cried for my father's salvation. I didn't cry so much for my friends. 
What I was saying is, now I come to, the, to learn is who, which people group or who is the most difficult person for us to share the gospel. I don't think it's the Buddhist. I don't think it's the Jewish people. And I don't think it's the Muslims. I think the hardest person to share is the one you love the most. That was my dad. And now I come to learn to love my Jewish friends. That I, love to, I need to love them as they are my fresh, my, my own blood. So pray that I will have that love, that I also have that confidence that all will be saved in God's promise. Finally, all for him. Talking about death there, and I, I was saying that what it means by all for Christ, for him. I'm going to say a story, a testimony, and I will uh, and ask you to pray for me in future. I came to the work two years later uh, in London. My church is uh, in Oxford Circus. Some of you may know it's All Souls Church in Langham Place. All Souls is like a museum. And there is a lady, uh, her name is Ophira. She went to London uh, as, au as au pair. That means she worked in a Jewish home. And on Sunday, the first Sunday, she walked along Oxford Circus and she went into All Souls. She thought it was a museum because it was like All Souls. She'd never been to a church before. And she went in and one of my friends spoke to her and she burst into tears because she had never been to another country before and she, nobody would really nobody care for her. And that day she burst into tears. So my friend asked her if you, like, you would like somebody to visit you or you visit my, uh, one of my church friends. And she said yes. So in the end I got hold of her address and telephone number. I phoned her and asked her to come to visit me or spend a weekend with me. And she came every Friday night because she had a weekend off and she stayed with me until Monday. Now, I do my shopping usually on Thursday and last for next week until uh, Thursday or, or Wednesday. My colleagues was talking about behind me. I could hear something saying. They were saying, Sarah is very moody on Monday. They didn't understand why, but I know why. Because every Monday, I opened my fridge, all the food was gone. Ophira was very, she's quite big, and she ate a lot. I mean, that lasts my whole week, and she finished. And one day, I, I kept hurting, I knew it's not right on Monday. And I prayed to God, God, I cannot be like that. How can be a, be a missionary carry on every Monday, I became so moody. So I remember my, uh, one of my uh, teacher. I don't know if you know him, Peter Cottrell, he was the, my uh, principal when I was in London Theological Seminary, uh, London Theological School. He said to me, one day he gave a lecture, he said um, when he was in Rhodesia, they had a lot of civil wars. Every time he had to run, from, to flee from one, one place to another place. And when he had to fly from one place to another place, he looked back, he could not bring anything with him, just his two children and his wife. And he looked back to the house and said, Things don't matter. So I remember what uh, Dr. Cottrell said, and that Monday morning I opened the fridge and I said, things don't matter. So I went to do shopping, so that's, that week I did double shopping, and when Ophira came, I bought more things, more things in the fridge. So Ophira came to the next weekend, she came and stayed with me, and she opened the fridge. She said to me, Sarah, you are my angel. You bought so much food for me. 
And I thought, wow, that's easy, Jewish evangelism, just buy more food. <laughs> what I'm going to say is, um, I thought I gave my life to God. I thought I gave all my ambition to God. The only thing I didn't give to God is my fridge, the food in the fridge or my shopping. So pray for me that I will learn all for him, that all by grace. And I believe that one day all will be saved. It's wonderful to see all these flats. I remind me of last three weeks I was in London. We're doing, uh, I don't know, uh, doing the Olympic. The old Oxford Street, Regent Street, and also all the flats heading to all those. And we were doing outreach in, in the area. And we were reaching out to the all nations. And I want to say the good news, many, many thousands came inside the church and my Jewish friend also came to the church service. And one day, all nations, all people, will acknowledge that Jesus is the Messiah. Please keep praying for me that all for him. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.